0: I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The liberals and conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory.
1: You're actually sharing half of the story.
0: yeah. 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 Ten forty-eight here
1: what did Tim Macklem not say that you need to be concerned about? Let us find out. Tom Gorski, Managing Editor of Black Lock Reporter, joining us. Hello there, sir. Uh, my big question always with you and Tiff Macklem is, did you get on the call? <laughs> no, no. So are you still on the list? Are you off the ban list?
0: And I know, I know. Poor Tiff. You know, it was funny, wasn't it? Six weeks ago, he said, there is not going to be a recession. And what was interesting, uh, Alex, as you and I discussed at the time, no one believed him. But you ask anybody at minor hockey or the frozen food section at the grocery store, hey, Macklem says no recession. What do you think? Every, you know what everyone said? It's already underway. And here we now have Governor Macklem, the big machine. This is the big machine at the Bank of Canada saying, yeah, it looks a little rough. We underestimated the downturn in the economy in 2024.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think most people feel like we're in a recession now. And that's the thing, because yesterday, if you watch Question Period, it was all good news. Good news, Inflation's moving the right way. And it's like, that's not really what you should read out of yesterday's report. The the reality is we're in a recession or very close to it. Jobs are completely slowing down and we're just starting to hit the drag. So, like, really, the hard times are starting now.
0: And you are led by an economic manager who has no credibility and his name is Tiff Macklin. Exactly. Other than that, everything's running smoothly.
1: (laughs) There you go. Well, you know, hey, it's not like you didn't try to ask. I want to ask you about the federal housing advocate, Marie-Josée Houlet. I don't know who she is, but I know she does something. Uh, She made a a report, and she uh, suggested that MPs consider criminalizing drug trafficking. Where? Oh, in 10 cities. Because apparently, Tom, failure to provide access to basic services and meet the essential needs of encampment residents are not only a breach of the human rights to housing and the highest attainable standard of physical and mental health, but they also amount to cruelty and inhumane treatment. So am I understanding this, and correct me where I'm wrong, we're supposed to decriminalize heroin and meth and fentanyl for those living in tent cities because that's more humane?
0: It's interesting. Uh, She's a former community organizer from the Ottawa region. Yes, you you can. You can spot them. And this is really a a fascinating insight into that mindset. And she's concluded a a couple of things. This is based on feedback from not ratepayers, They're losers. She, She only dealt with advocates for the homeless. And she came to a couple of conclusions. They use a lot of drugs and they like to sell drugs to make money problem that's against the law so the obvious solution presents itself to the federal housing advocate i'm not making this up and it's to decriminalize drug trafficking for people who live in tent cities mm-hmm. now you look at this and say well of course i can follow the logic but you know what they never ask is what would what that could go look wrong like, like what, what could yeah what, yeah, kind what could of go wrong downtown detroit mayhem would you have you know um all of us now, I'm sorry to say, in many cities are having the experience are of confronting the failure of various experimentations in dealing with dysfunctional people, addictions, and poverty. This is perfect storm. The answer is not, you know what was in a report? This is the metaphor. We need memorials to homeless people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. W- really, w- is that your you goal
1: know, they, is to have them killed honestly, off? I mean, like, I you would think that maybe you'd be more hopeful,
0: like so get if,
1: them if you're, in a home.
0: If you're, if you're a rate payer, your kids can't go to the park. You can't walk down the sidewalk after. You know, you know what happens? It's called Gary, Indiana. You push on this ratepayers don't have to stay there. We have freedom of mobility in this country. And if enough ratepayers get the idea, we are leaving this neighborhood, this part of town, this district, this city, then you wind up with Gary, Indiana. And that's that's it. You're, you're at the bottom of the barrel now.
1: Yeah. Problem is, like it's, and I know you have it there. I don't think it's as big in Ottawa. It's a mess here in Toronto. And what could go wrong? Well, you know, gangs and stuff move in you know, to sell drugs, and there's a lot of violence. And, oh,
0: yeah, you it's... you got to check this report out. You know, you know what one of the suggestions was to deal with violence? To hire security guards oh. to keep the homeless people safe.
1: The unarmed But,
0: but not hassle them Yeah. Okay. Wh- wh- while they deal heroin. You say, wow, like... <laughs>
1: what? what utopia so, are we living honestly,
0: in? Honestly, so, this is the worker's paradise. Some people know what time it is, Alex, and some people don't.
1: Yeah, Yeah, no question about it. Commons Public Safety Committee uh, voting to investigate Canada's growing black market trade in vehicles hijacked for export. And when you look at the insurance claims on stolen vehicles, $1 billion, 60% of the cars coming out of Ontario, end up in the Port of Montreal.
0: There's a problem. There's a problem. Alex, stolen cars. uh, Canada Border Services Agency checks uh, the last time this was uh, audited. We saw through access to information about 1% of shipping containers that leave this country bound for places like Africa. So many cars stolen. Over seventy thousand last year. One member of the Public Accounts Committee says, or Public Safety Committee says, "Yeah, my car was stolen." And another one says, "I hear from constituents every single day from yeah. Mississauga and Brampton about stolen cars. It's a, f- it's, it's an unbelievable racket." And no we had a huge
1: good. bust in Toronto, right? Like Get huge bust exactly. in Toronto Get yesterday. That's why I noticed oh. a story. But what, the takeaway for me, though, is we got one point eight million containers going through Montreal. And they don't do checks. They do, what, six random checks a month? Like, maybe if they actually check the containers, they could
0: stop this. Uh, It's it's been an issue for years. It's been an issue for years.
1: And they want to investigate it. At At the the border.
0: And, And don't ask Canada Border Services Agency managers for a straight answer. Why don't you check for stolen cars going out? Why don't you check for smuggled guns coming in? You'll never get a straight answer. MPs, This has driven them crazy for years, Alex.
1: Well, it's also costing a lot of money, you know, every single day to people who are oh, losing their cars. Oh,
0: if you are a ratepayer in the greater Toronto sure. area, you, you have, uh, trust me, if you want to save money, move and see the reduction yeah. on your auto insurance premiums. Everyone who drives a wheel in that area is paying for this. It's unbelievable.
1: Well, I'm glad they're going to look into what they could do about it, but I'm pretty sure we already know. I got to let you go, Tom.
0: Have, right have, have a good one, Alex.
1: Just have a day. Have a day.
0: <laughs>
1: Tom Gorski joining us there, and uh, we chat with Tom on Tuesdays and Thursdays.